This is Keyshawn Rains, the host of Working Title with Keyshawn Rains, where amazing things happen. A series of past the collection plate style conversations with a Creole, queer, femme, yogi, mom, coach, author, and of course, podcast host with a nomadic soul, a quirky sense of humor, and an activator of empowerment. These conversations are just a chance for me to speak on ways to be mindful in a mindless world. Stories are shared, folks are empowered, inspired, and impacted to be more phenomenal versions of themselves through simple conversations about complex like love, life, and the pursuit of being real. Thanks for listening. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Working Title. This is your host, Keyshawn Rains, and today's episode is featuring a guest that I actually connected with through this really interesting app called Podmatch. Who knew an app could match me with an amazing guest? So I invite you to sit back, take a couple of long, deep, cleansing breaths, and get ready for another conversation turn that on. This is already on. So we're just going to dive right in. I'm going to give you an opportunity to introduce yourself to my listeners just by sharing your name, where you're from, and what you stand for. Where I'm from, like where I live? Where, where you're from, where you live, whichever one feels natural. Either one works for me. Okay. <laughs> okay, so we're going to start with your name, and then where you're from, where you live, and then just tell us what you stand for. Okay. Whenever, right now? Whenever you're ready, yeah. <laughs> All righty. So, hi. I am Jill Theory, the founder of Club Change, and I am from originally Wisconsin and San Francisco, but have spent the last eight years in San Diego mm-hmm. and Mexico. And I stand for adding value for living your best life whenever and however you can, Mm -hmm. which often means kind of incremental steps of improvement. That's what I stand for. I like that. Incremental steps of improvement. I think there's so much value to that because a lot of times when we, when we think about self-improvement or becoming the best version of ourselves, it often feels like we have to make an entire overhaul, like, all at once and sometimes that's overwhelming and also somewhat unrealistic when we really think about it so i like incremental like tiny steps baby steps little palatable you know bites of self-improvement i think works so can you tell me a little bit about how how you got to this place where this is jill this is what i stand for is self-improvement tell me a little bit about your journey of self-improvement so far that's um, thank you for asking, Kishan. I, you know, I believe I've always lived this way. Mm-hmm. It's always the way I've been. But literally, about twenty years ago, in fact, we just had the nine eleven anniversary, mm-hmm. which was almost twenty. Well, it was twenty years ago, and um, that was a big change year for me. It was a year when um, I was in Washington D.C. I was managing three magazines in financial services, high tech industry that were all based in New York City mm-hmm. near the World Trade Center. And, um, and I was going through a divorce Mm -hmm. and it was a year when all that happened was like, whoa, it is time to pivot. It just was a time of self-realization. And to tell you the truth, I think the first time awareness, because the next year I actually ended up getting laid off, but that Mm -hmm. was after a very successful 25 year career. Mm -hmm. It was the right thing. It was the right time. Publishing industry was changing. It was, you know, I was in board meetings rather than out creating products. It was, and so I just recognized that I needed change. So I went for the first time in my life to a spa and it happened to be Rancho La Puerta in Mexico, right across the border from California. And it was like, aha, it was a happy place for me. It was back in the recreation and fitness industry. I hadn't been in a long time. Mm -hmm. So that week there was just eye opening. And I ended up going every year and now I work there, but that was, it was such an eye-opening experience of, whoa, I can spend a week just focusing on my health and wellness, not taking care of the world's problems, mm-hmm. not taking care of them who became my ex-husband and everyone else, mm-hmm. not focusing on the typical 
American, have a lot of stuff, climb that corporate ladder. I did really well. I worked really hard. I got well rewarded. I loved everything I did, but it was just a time for change. So I went to this spa, which was amazing. The other thing I did was I joined my father and brother and brothers in something they called Boys Weekend. And it was an annual meeting that they had already done for years. Mm -hmm. And they set annual goals. They just kind of had this community around, a loving community Mm -hmm. of tough love, people Mm -hmm. that you couldn't bullshit, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, it was like, hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, that was the year they asked me to join them. So I became a part of Boys Weekend as a girl. And, um, and it's, and I, there were rules to joining Mm -hmm. and I agreed to the rules and I said, I'm in. And that started me on this path of change and accountability Mm -hmm. and being honest and vulnerable and public about it. That that has brought me all the way to founding club change. Wow. So you infiltrated boys weekend. (laughs) How amazing. You were invited, I should say. You were invited into boys weekend. That's such a trip because I think of like my family dynamic, like this weekend is my mom's birthday and we're having a girls weekend where my dad and my brother, the boys are the only ones who are not invited. (laughs) And so, um, because there's four girls and then my mom and then I have a brother and my dad. And so rarely do they ever get to have like an exclusive boys weekend or boys time together or guys time together but we always get girls time so we're planning this you know for my mom and my dad says to me yesterday so um is there any part of my wife's birthday weekend that I get to be included on <laughs> and I said yeah we'll have her back was. yeah we'll have her back to you by Sunday her actual birthday and you can do whatever you'd like at that point <laughs> so you mentioned club change and that was really something that stood out to me when we connected via Podmatch, you know, shameless plug for them, was this organization or this movement, I think, really, that you've created. Can you tell me a little bit more about Club Change? Oh, thank you for asking about that, too. So it started with Boys Weekend, believe it or not. Now we call it Boys Weekend Family Retreat because my three brothers and one of my two sisters participates, and we still do it annually. It's an amazing journey. But as I started doing that and sharing that with my friends, I started coaching my friends in doing it. And we would meet more often. Mm -hmm. And then some of my friends had kids. And they were like, we think this is so cool. I, in fact, just got together with a high school girlfriend. Her kids have been doing it for years. And in fact, when they don't meet their accountable commitments to each other, they put money in a little kitty to buy a family cabin that they can all enjoy you know, so they've decided to tie some rewards to it. But it's been this natural progression of 20 years where it literally it kind of came to me, Keyshawn. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like I set up this path, except that um, I started teaching a class at Rancho La Puerta called Set Your Week's Intention. Okay. And it's been, and that's been empowered by what I've learned along the way and all the reading I've done and all the change coaching I've done with my friends and family. And then by then I was coaching, I was getting paid to coach people privately and it was working, but it wasn't scalable and blah, 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 blah. Right, right. So, um, so I just, it became a bigger and bigger part of my life. And then, and then my father passed away. My father passed away. Mm-hmm. And when he passed away, I decided I was going to write a book to, to honor him about this process so that everybody could share it with everyone. But of course, that was also more than seven years ago. And the book is still not written, but I'm teaching it. And I'm leading classes at the ranch called Set Your Intention. And then at the end of the week, I teach a class saying how to take what you learned here home. Mm-hmm. And I teach that every week. And so suddenly I was creating these courses around it. Mm-hmm. So 20 years on, the pandemic hits, right? A year and a half ago, and I'm at home. Right. I'm furloughed. The ranch is closed for five months. Mm-hmm. At that time, we thought it was three weeks. And I'm at home, and I'm like, well, what do I want? What, like, how does this impact me, right? right? And my, I, I was chatting with my boss. And he was like, Jill, who do you want to be at the end of all this? And somebody mm-hmm. had asked him that question. I said, oh, I love that question. Mm-hmm. So I took my own class in my in my condo in San Diego okay. and left little notes, like, who do I want to be? And suddenly I was looking at sheets of paper with all these little words of my vision, my intentions for myself. Mm-hmm. So I took my class. I netted it down to a mantra. And the mantra I netted it down to is wing it. Wing it. And I put that all over my condo. So everywhere I looked, it was like, wing it. Wing. And I would stop and I would breathe that in. Mm-hmm. And then I started writing down, like, what are ways that I can wing it? And one of them was to learn Zoom. Right. 
And once I learned Zoom, I tried a set your intentions class online and it went great. And then I invited my friends and family. I'm like, well, now it has to be measurable and it needs, it needs an end. It has a beginning. Mm-hmm. Now I need a, how to wrap it up. Right. So I started the first club change and that was like 12 clubs ago. It's been going all on its own for like a year and a half. Wow. So I love that you said that the mantra that you were able to really cultivate is wing it. Because sometimes when we think of mantras or affirmations, we either try to create something that's so, so, so specific, which sometimes can be valuable, you know, depending on what you're manifesting, but giving yourself something as empowering and also gentle as wing it, just wing it, Jill. Like none of us really have all this shit figured out. We're all just kind of moving through this the best way we can, especially in the last 18 months that we've all had to wing it pretty much to be able to get from, like you said, what we thought was going to be three weeks off to a year, you know, for some people or more off and not just off work, but out of their communities, away from their families, having to make all these last minute adjustments. When in truth, it kind of seems like that was a universal message for all of us to just wing it. Because trying to like hold on to the way that things were and really resisting the change that's happening, I think really contributed to a lot of stress. Of course, all the uncertainty was also stressful, but there was a part of it that was like self-created where some of us were just like, but no, I must do it this way. And I already had my whole year planned out. And what do you mean everything's going to change the last minute? So... What would you say makes club change and the club change experience different from any other let's change your life, you know, organizations or movements? Well, uh, you just brought up so many of those points, but uh, um, the mantra that we create is the result of, I mean, I can do many exercises or large, but when somebody joins a club, we ask a ton of questions. and, And every time you go through that practice, a different question, answer to a different question resonates with you at that moment in your life. Like Mm -hmm. when we get present, and I think that what this pandemic gave us all is this ability to all of us had to be present. I mean, it was traumatic for many, Mm -hmm. but it was also kind of a gift to many. It was like, oh, I get to just be here right now in my own skin, Mm -hmm. in this body, in this place, and, and I'm okay with that. Like there is no grasping and none of us knew the future and the past was pretty irrelevant. So pretty much everyone on the planet was present now, whatever that present, what presence was. Yeah. Right. So when I did my class, one of the questions I asked is, you know, what have you always wanted to be? And I've always wanted to be a bird. I thought I always wanted to be a bird until I saw how nervous they are in life. But (laughs) so when I netted down and created my mantra that day, wing it was all about flying. Mm-hmm. But in the end, the practice of that mantra ended up being get out of your perfectionism, mm-hmm. get out of your grasping, get out of um, shoulda, coulda, have to, need to, right? Like I call it, like stop shitting all of yourself. Mm-hmm. Because so so it changed my language around, around my thinking. Yep. So what we do in the clubs is like all these little steps that are, easy that literally it's kind of easy like behavior change you know you do 20 to 90 days of something new if if and when you do that Mm -hmm. in community in honesty in public right it happens so we have we we sit down and we show up for ourselves we think about what our intentions are we journal in a broad way Mm -hmm. we write we then envision and choose, you know, and that can be, those steps can be alternated. Mm-hmm. And then we were willing to set up some practices that are kind and easy baby steps, right? Mm-hmm. That are achievable and mm-hmm. easy, like just tiny little steps. Because yeah. that's what present allows you to do. Right. And then we track it. Okay. Like then it's like, okay, we're going to get honest about this. We're going to say what either helps us or gets in our way. And instead of having a drama story about it we're just going to say it like this is what got in my way Mm. or this is the gift that this brought me Mm -hmm. and we share it and we support in community Mm. and and those eight steps i call my eight steps but it's an eight step process Mm -hmm. has really worked to help people change and to make it not this big scary all-in-one thing it's more like oh I can set an intention for these next eight weeks or for today. Mm -hmm. 
and then set a nice, easy, kind practice and right. say it to somebody and write it down and then be honest with myself if I did it. And if I didn't, what got in the way? Right. And if I did, if I did, whoa. Celebrate. You know, yes. Yeah. So you end up just walking right on lunch. If you set it nice and kindly and easy mm-hmm. bowl, easy enough, mm-hmm. you end up celebrating every day. And then it like right. feeds on itself. Right. And you, and you and or me or the club members, we end up, for the most part, I mean, I can't say that it works 100% for everybody, mm-hmm. but in my observation, it works 98% of the time for all the people who show up right. each meeting and are honest and are willing to go through it. And it, it tends to be super joyful and contagious and liberating. So, and that's my goal. I want it to be contagious. I don't want to or need to be the focus point of this. Like, as you right. said, a movement, I would love to have this be you know, everybody has their own club change right. um, around the planet. They've got their own group of people that they want to share with and track with and hold in a loving place that is easy and kind, but accountable. Mm-hmm. Which is so timely. I mean, I literally was texting a friend earlier today. We met up last week just for tea, like to check in because we hadn't seen each other in over a year in person. So we met up and it ended up being like three hours, but it was great. And afterwards, she texted me and she said, you know what, girl, like, I need this. I need this, like, accountability. I need this support. How do you feel about us doing, like, a little weekly check-in? You know, maybe, like, 30 minutes. We'll kind of talk about some of our goals and, like, hold each other accountable. And I was like, I'm interviewing someone for my podcast today that talks all about this. So I, when you say, like, creating, you know, their little club changes around the globe, I think that we're starting to recognize, I would say, as as people that with the big shift that we experienced last year, with the, the isolation, the spending more time at home, the spending more time in solitude, a lot of us were really faced with parts of ourselves that we otherwise kind of didn't have to deal with necessarily. Not necessarily all bad stuff, but we were kind of, we were in our homes more often. So we looked around and said, hey, you know what? I've always wanted to fill in the blank, you know, change this, upgrade that, or get rid of this. And then even in our relationships, we've looked and said, you know, the people that I've been Zooming with, I can rock with these people, but who are all those other people I was hanging out with before anyway? Because I haven't really talked to them much or starting to make changes in our diet or starting to make changes in, you know, what we consume as far as media or whatever we're taking in. And I think that sometimes change can just feel like a huge, huge task Sometimes it can feel so big and sometimes it can feel totally impossible. So what would you say to someone who's really struggling with embracing or even creating change? Oh, I love your experience because I'm here in Wisconsin right now and I've also enjoyed kind of sharing experience with people that I haven't seen in decades. Um, and as we think about it, like I got together with high school friends. I'm not going to tell you how many years ago it was. It was a long time ago, but we all helped form each other values. You know, mm-hmm. you think about it, we love getting together because we grew up together. We got in trouble together. We explored together. We shaped each other's values. Mm-hmm. And then guess what we did? We all went out and lived it yeah. for decades. And so I say we all carve this canyon, like with each choice we make in our life, which are good choices. It's not bad. We're healthy, happy. We're fine people, right? Mm-hmm. But every day we make choices and those choices tend to carve this canyon mm-hmm. and their experiences, teachers, like everything in your life, mm-hmm. this canyon. And some of these canyons are very narrow and rigid and steep and some canyons are really wide and flowing. It doesn't matter. But those are choices we don't even realize mm. that we're languaging those choices all the time. Right. So I've heard every number from 20 to 90,000 thoughts a minute, a day, excuse mm-hmm. me, mm-hmm. of those 90% of those are repeat, right? So everything I read is somewhere in there. And so that puts us in a canyon, which is a beautiful canyon. It's us. It's the gift that is us and the choices that we've made. Mm-hmm. But we don't realize that there's this movie going on that has created that. And some of those choices mm-hmm. have not been um, proactive choices. They have been habit. They have been subconscious. Right. So when we set an intention and sit down and think about it and write about it, it's typically something that's not in our canyon. It's not easy. And you're right. Everybody's canyon is different. Some It's really tough for some people. Mm-hmm. But if we are willing to say, wow, 
I have this intention. I, I want this for myself. If I can say that in a way and recognize that it's not in my will well, Mm -hmm. then I can create certain steps that help me get there. And one of them is doing it for anywhere from 20 to 90 days, like doing this new behavior. Mm -hmm. Some people can just do that instantly, right? Some people can just say, well, I like, I quit smoking 20 years ago too, right? And it's just like, threw a pack of cigarettes in the garden, said, I'm done with that, boom. And some people, it takes them a lifetime to struggle through that, right? Mm -hmm. To find the right way, to find their easy step in a supported easy way. So, and kind of a supported, sustainable way. Mm -hmm. So, the way we do it is one, we're kind to ourselves. Mm -hmm. So we're super kind. We really watch our language. Mm -hmm. We are in intention. So we write things, we speak them, we share them because if if it has to come out of your mouth, Mm -hmm. and I also teach chant, and I know you are a yogi and a chanter and a breather. Mm -hmm. When you say something, it's like your own personal integrity. So now it can't just, we, we can't spin it, right. right? When we set our practices, we set our practices that are black and white. There's no gray. Right. So there's no words like, I will try right. to do this or I'm going to be healthier. Now we get very specific, like what uh, what is a practice mm-hmm. that you're going to do that is like an eight out of 10 on an easy scale to right. do, right. it's measurable. It's doable by you. Like Mm -hmm. it it doesn't take anybody else. You are in total control of it. Mm -hmm. And it's specific and it's time-based. So we actually set practices that have numbers to them Mm -hmm. and metrics. So it's a yes or no. There's no kind of, sort of, maybe. Right. Now you could say yes or no. I did it 80% this week versus 60%. But then we celebrate the 80%. We don't ding ourselves for the 20%. And we say... What did we learn? How can we add value? How Mm -hmm. can we accept ourselves where we are, Mm -hmm. even as we're carving this new little rivulet into our canyon? How can we do it in a kind, loving way with our language, with our actions, with our breath, with what we write, with what we commit to in this next present moment, right? Right. And that's kind of how we do it. I love that. I love that. It's, I think when when we think about change, we think about how rapid we have to sort of accept or pivot when change comes in necessarily that we didn't necessarily consciously or intentionally invite. You know, last year, we all had to accept the huge changes that were coming down the pipeline. And even prior to, you know, 2020, we've all had to deal with, okay, there was a change at work or there was a change in my health or there's a change in my family or my relationships. So we kind of develop these coping mechanisms to kind of accept change and embrace it. But it's different when we're creating change deliberately because it does give us a sense of ownership and also a sense of accountability to say to ourselves, okay, I'm writing this down I'm saying this out loud. I'm actually inviting someone else in to help hold me accountable. I better really be ready for this. You know what I mean? But doing so in a way that's that's not overwhelming by making small little changes. Like I think of last night I got to my parents' house and my mom knows I'm super, super organized. And so whenever I'm going to come over, she likes to give me like a warning like, hey, Kijan, just so you know, um, the house is a little cluttered. I don't want you to freak out. And I'm like, I'm not going to freak out. I'm fine. I'm the calm coach. I'll be fine. So when she gets home from work, I'm sitting on the sofa and she kind of starts pointing out areas in the kitchen that she wants to organize. And as she's showing them to me, I'm kind of looking like, okay, is this her way of asking for support? And I said, mom, I could get started on this right now. And she says, well, no, 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 it's okay. And I said, no, I want to support you with this change. I want to hold you accountable. So I don't want to just do this while you're at work and you come home and everything's different. I want to go through this with you so that when I go back home, I can check in with you a week from now and see, you know, how the adjustment works, see what's working. And the accountability matters. You know, it's really a way of showing support, showing love, showing just consideration for someone, because we all know that whether it's a small habit, like waking up five to 15 minutes earlier, or maybe watching a little less TV, reading more, exercising, change in diet, we know that if it was just as easy as one, two, three, we wouldn't really need to talk about it. But because it's not, 
we need places where we can feel safe and we can feel vulnerable and we can feel empowered. And what I like about what you're doing with Club Change is that you're creating these spaces for people to feel as safe as you did at Boys Weekend with your family, you know, as comfortable as you did at, you know, evolving into family retreat time so that other people can kind of experience the same thing. So I want to talk a little bit about something that you mentioned in our offline conversation about a word board exercise. Did I get that right? Can you share a little bit? I have my notebook ready. I just have to grab it. But I was Uh, like, I want to do a word board. (laughs) I would love to. There's two things, though, that I want to comment on what you just what you just said when I say. So languaging is an important part of this. Okay. And you said, I better really be ready, right, Mm. for the change, like pivoting and change a lot. And in our clubs, we would notice that language as language that already is like, oh, this is like big, like, you know, if, I mean, it's amazing how yeah. we don't even think about how things like, I should do this, I have to do this, I'm going to try to do this. Like, no, like, what's the difference you say? I will, okay. I am, okay. I choose. Mm. And part of that also is I have found that all that change, all that thinking or, or, aspirational stuff mm-hmm. is out there, right? It's not It's not as if suddenly when you sit down and think about it, mm-hmm. the universe and world changes and suddenly this thing just walks right up to you. Mm. I think what changes is your ability to really be present okay. in, in your world. Mm-hmm. And so it's there. Okay. It's always been there. It's just you haven't seen it. And when you when you open yourself up, to the vulnerable place of of an intention mm-hmm. and be open to it it's it's kind of amazing yeah. how it kind of comes to you right yeah. and with your mom what i love that you asked her for permission to like joint to have a joint mm-hmm. intention together mm-hmm. and and it become and i would invite you before you leave her house okay. to do to do something like what we're going to do right now okay. is to kind of ask her why not mm-hmm. just the how to change it mm-hmm. or what to do with what's on the counter, to, but to ask her, like, Mom, why why might this counter, how might this counter be different? And why why do you want it different? Like, what's, mm-hmm. what's the why? Mm-hmm. What, what would that bring? Like, what kind of joy would that bring you okay. if that counter was changed? Right. And then to, to, like, put that word up on her cupboard then so that mm-hmm. every time she went to mm-hmm. habitually put the toaster and all the condiments there and that counter. Trust me, I'm here with my sister and she's a counter like, <laughs> like everything. And that's not my style. Right. And so we've had to negotiate that. Right. But it's kind of like the why. And so mm. then you and your mom can have this mission okay. together of the why, of the joy and the beauty that that brings her mm. when that counter is different mm-hmm. than her habit has created. Mm. I like that. I like that. That's, yes. that's very, yeah, that's very very, very useful, very valuable. Oh, I love that. So in my intention setting classes, what we do is I usually ask like a ton of questions and we do a couple of word boards and have you ever done vision boarding? Yes. So when you like pop mm-hmm. up pictures and you put, so this is kind of like that, but it's with okay. words. Okay. And um, so what I'd like to do with you and your listeners is there is to grab a piece of paper and just have it in front of you. And right at the outset, I like to have the piece of paper in landscape mode, okay. not portrait mode, so okay. that it's already kind of getting you out of your box. Already, like breaking the rules here. <laughs> uh-huh, exactly, because we're so good at our thinking mind, right? But but what we're going to do is we're going to let this exercise kind of come into our heart and our soul and our gut, not okay. just our brain that's aspiring for all of this. Like we can think about what we want to do, but I want I want us to be in it with our heart and our soul, not just our mind. Okay, and then. The second thing is I'm going to ask you a question. And what I'd like to do is word board. So I'm going to give you an example. Okay. This is a word board with words popcorned mm. on the sheet of paper. Okay. So in other words, when I ask you this question, I would like you to answer in just one or two word popcorn kernels. Okay. And put them anywhere on the sheet of paper, like sideways, upside mm. down. Use the whole sheet of paper. Okay. Okay, so that's also going to get you out of your box. Like Already. No, no horizontal columns or ver- horizontal columns or vertical lists, like no lists. No All lists. Right? Okay. So just let it flow and no matter what. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so let's just stop and take a breath. Mm-hmm. So come into your seating right now and and possibly even close your eyes and tuck in your chin and relax your shoulders. And 
Take an inhale and an exhale and arrive right now, right here in you, in this body, this mind, this spirit, right here, right now. And breathe it in with acceptance and enoughness. This gift that is you sitting here right now. How delicious you are here. And even in your present deliciousness, I'd like you right now to think about all the things that might bring you joy this coming week. In the next seven days, what could bring you joy or more joy if that's helpful? And then just put your hand on your heart and your left hand on your belly and tuck in your chin and open your eyes and word board all the words that come to you in any shape, size, or form. Write them down on that sheet of paper okay. in popcorn kernels. So we're, we're popcorning words onto our word board. And those are club change registered words, trademarks of our little process. And smile at them as you're looking at them, like be in this joy space as you're writing the words down. I love you to see your smile. No judgment, no stress, just like, wow, it's just fun to think about this and write it down and all different sizes and shapes. And then just let me know when you're done. And I hope everyone listening to us right now is doing the same thing on yes. their word board. I'm really writing stuff down and I'm really trying not to write it in a line. <laughs> I'm upside like, down. Write it different shapes. Oh. In cursive and print. I know mm-hmm. we're not typing anything right. It's also very important in the club. We actually are tactile. Like we hold right, like sheets of paper and we mm-hmm. write with our pen. It's not all preset out. We create our own tools in our house. We use the scissors and tape and you know, some people pull out colored pencils and. Okay. Uh, okay. I wrote that. I was going to write the same thing twice. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. You can do that because then it means like oftentimes when I'm asking questions, you know, when we have a whole hour to set the start at the club, we mm-hmm. do a ton of questions and they're all combined on the same page. And oftentimes it's good if the same word comes up twice because then right. you know it's this is it's really this is, there's something in you yeah. that's in, in your heart and your soul and your gut that wants to be expressed. Right. Okay. And you're listening to it. Okay. And I'm listening. You ready? To, yeah. Okay. So now okay. set your piece of paper down on the desk in front of you or on your thighs. Okay. And take your palms, palm up, and put the back of your hands on top of all those words. Okay. And close your eyes again. And just allow yourself to come back to your breath. Tuck your chin in so your body's aligned for breath. Mm -hmm. And inhale up the front of your body. And slowly exhale down the back of your body. And allow this, you keep breathing at that pace. And just allowing all of these words, you're not looking at them, but allow all these joyful words to be with you equally right now. And kind of drink them in with loving acceptance with your breath and and receive them in with acceptance and enoughness with your exhale. There's none of them are more or bigger, redder, or longer. Just allow them all to be with you in your heart and in your breath. And in this present moment, because this moment is all you ever have and it's perfect as it is. So drinking that perfection with your breath and receive in that perfection. And not now, but in a second, I'm gonna ask you to open your eyes, but not yet. First, I want you with closed eyes to tuck your chin and now face your open palms. This might be chi to some of you, like just feel the energy, don't look at it, keep your eyes closed. You're kind of feeling the energy of all these words coming through your hands and let them be in this energy area between your hands and your eyes. And now let's do a circular breath. So come up from your belly button, from the center of the earth. Breathe up in through your groin, through your heart, through your lungs, through your mind's eye, out into the center of the room, and now over your open palms, 
and right back into your heart. And when I tell you, then you might open your eyes and circle the one, only one word that most touches your heart, but don't do it yet now. Breathe in one more time. You're in your heart space filled with love. And now send love to all those words and open your eyes and circle one. Circle whichever one truly jumps out to your heart the most. And this word gets to be, it doesn't have to be, okay. doesn't language it, gets to be. You have the opportunity to allow this word to be your mantra this week, mm. where, where often, mm -hmm. so I would take this word, you can share it if you want to, okay. like mine was wing it. So I put that for that word. I mean, it was a different exercise, but similar. Put mm -hmm. that word all over your house or your mom's house. Mm -hmm. So that every time you look at it, mm -hmm. just breathe it in. Okay. Now, here's the next step. So flip that piece of paper over. Okay. And now what I'd like you to do is write down one or two, not more than three things mm -hmm. that you could do to practice this this week. Like in the next seven days, what are three things that you could do that are, oh, hear me out, okay. they, 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 you want them to be smacked, okay. specific, measurable, do, actionable, doable, kind, and time-based. So each practice needs to have two numbers to it. Okay. And you want to write them as an I will. There's no, there's no words like more or try or healthier. It's like I will do X, Y, Z for a minimum of Y times this coming week or okay. every day or two days this week. And then go on to the next practice. Okay. That is smacked, specific, measurable, actionable, kind, time-based, and write that one down. And to, to pass the kindness test, mm -hmm. you want it to be a number eight on the 10 scale. So if this is something that you did zero times last week, if this practice something that you did not do at all last week, okay. but yet now you're going to say, I'm going to do it seven days a week. Like, is that kind? Not really. <laughs> That's not, it's not even really attainable. It doesn't seem like it's very right. attainable. Right. Right. So, but if it's maybe I'll do it for a minimum of one time or two times or three times, it's still less than half the week. Okay. But it's starting to build that new habit, right. that new practice, that new intention, mm -hmm. and you, you're making it a part of your life. Right. And then what you'll do at the end of this week is mm -hmm. send me an email okay. because tracking is important. Yes. So this is what we do in the club every week and we do it for eight weeks. So you automatically get 60 days, which is, you know, it's, it's, it's over 20 to 90 days. You know, yeah. it's over half of the 20 to 90 day option. Yeah. Most people within eight weeks can bring a practice like this into habit, okay. into subconscious, into something that literally becomes part of their daily practice and it might just bring you joy wow. every day. I'm so excited about this. And the word that I circled was sister um, because I'm going to be able to spend time with my sisters this weekend. And this week, I should say, like one of my sisters is already here. And then, you know, I'm going to see the other two on Thursday. And then my mom's sister is going to be coming to surprise her this weekend. So we're excited about that. So like, it's like sister, that was the word that I circled. And as, I love that. as soon as you said like practices, I was like, oh, okay, these are some things start things started already started to kind of flood of like, oh, I could do this. I could try that. I could do this. I could try that. But like you said, keeping it within the smacked spectrum, you know, not making anything like too substantial, but also something that feels like it's attainable and it's also kind. And so I'm looking forward. I'll be emailing you next week to let you know. Well, so... <laughs> So will you let me ask you what one of your practices is so we can make sure that it's smacked? Because sometimes this is like the biggest opportunity in the clubs for everybody yeah. to help brainstorm and make sure that it's specific and kind enough. Because we tend, if you're anything like me, mm -hmm. we tend to be critical of ourselves. We are stretch goal people. Mm -hmm. We're okay if we get halfway there because we're moving in the right direction. But the truth is, when you set the goal here and 
surpass it right. or the gift. I call them gifts. They're not goals. They're gifts. Okay. Because these really are beautiful gifts right. that are important for your health and wellness. Like joy right. is a great gift to give yourself. And when you give it to yourself, you give it to others. Right. So I'd love to hear one way that you will practice one sisterly thing this coming week. The one, the first thing that came up was uh, a check-in, just a simple send a text, hey, how are you? How can I support you? Something as simple as just a check-in. I love that. I will send one, a, a minimum of one sister, one check-in this week. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. Oh, you got it. You are a quick study. Yay. <laughs> Thank you. Yay. This is awesome, Jill. Thank you so much. Well, we're going to switch gears a little bit for the listeners. I really hope that you took an uh, opportunity to experience just a little tidbit of what Jill provides. I mean, I know I, I feel like I have an assignment. Time for a break. Time for a breather. One thing that we often forget to do as we move throughout our lives, throughout our day, is to breathe. So I invite you right now to allow three deep, intentional breaths to enter and exit your body. And by the time you're done, we will be ready to continue. Thank you so much for listening. and I'm excited because I love homework. Um, but this is also a different type of homework, so I'm, I'm taking that with me. So we're going to switch gears, and I like to call this part of the podcast, it's the complete the sentence. This is a part of the podcast where listeners get to know a little more about Jill, and I'm just going to give you a couple sentence prompts, and you can complete them, take up as much space as you'd like with your, with your answers. So the first one is, I am happiest when... I am enjoying the present moment when I'm allowing things to flow. Yeah. yeah. So that might be, that might be, you know, a, a, a debate with someone because I, I love to kind of grow and learn and challenge and move that, like that really stimulates me mm-hmm. and I lose the sense of time. Mm-hmm. But when I'm in a great dialogue with one of my friends, like I, I just, uh, just like, let's, Let's cook this more. Let's yeah. add this ingredient. Let's. So when I'm in creative flow, mm-hmm. and or when I'm exercising, like when I'm swimming across the bay up here, oh, or skiing a skiing a awesome mo, mo, mogul run where it's challenging but yet totally exhausting and liberating. Like I'm just going for it and being in flow. That's when I'm happiest. I love that. I love that. How about, I know I've made an impact when? Oh, when I get a return smile back and a really good hug. Like, I I have to tell you that COVID was so tough for me because I'm a hugger Mm. and I'm a singer and a chanter. And those two things were like, not allowed. (laughs) And I was like, wow, how can I be me if I'm not hugging or singing or chanting? And um, so... I just went to a good friend's wedding and I, I kind of, I can't say I helped raise her kids, but her children were an important part of my, uh, my life back in San Francisco. And now they're all grown and I hadn't seen them in like 15 years. And when I saw them mm-hmm. at the, the wedding reception, I just was, I said their names and these are grown men now. Yeah. And they turned around and gave me the biggest smile yeah. and hug. I was like, oh my God, that's like the best gift I could have gotten this last year. Like it literally, it, there's nothing mm. better than love mm. and belonging and acceptance. And when you receive that back from someone else, when you give that and receive that, it's like oh, right. breathtaking. I love that. I love that. The next thing I have for you is a question. And it's what I call like my so questions. These are the questions that often would kind of fill a space, not that we need that because our conversation's going so well. But um, the question is, if you didn't have to sleep every night, what would you do with all the extra time? (laughs) (laughs) 
What a great question because I spend a lot of time preaching people to sleep more because the latest research is like eight over eight hours a night. So I'm, mm -hmm. I'm a big sleeper, which is a lot of time, right? Yeah. And I'm accepting of that. So if I didn't sleep eight hours a night, I'm, I'm a seven and a hours a night. What would I do more of? Was that it? What, 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 would, I do what, would, you, what would you do with the extra time? It could be anything. Well, I have been avoiding, um, so I can tell you this. So one, I would write, I would, I would write this book that's been on my list mm -hmm. that I've actually have started, but I would, I would commit more time to writing. I would, I would develop that discipline. Mm -hmm. I would probably uh, do an online dating profile because I've kind of been avoiding doing that for a few years. And I, I feel like I am really ready to open my heart up again mm. for, um, but I'm kind of selfish because they'd have to fit into a pretty busy life that I love a lot. Right. So I would do that. And I think I would just, you know, right now my challenge in life is to figure out what I love the least mm. to create some free time. So I would literally be, I would have nothing scheduled and I would be in flow. I would be spontaneous mm. and in flow and allow myself to not be scheduled, mm. to not to not be in control at all, and to be totally spontaneous and do whatever came to me that evening or that seven hour I moment. Love, I love that. I love that. Yeah. If we think of like, well, of course we know we need sleep, but sometimes we're like, okay, if I didn't need sleep, what would I do with that extra seven or eight hours, you know, but um... I love that question. I might add, if, if you give me permission, I might even add that question to some of my wordboarding questions. That that's, would be a fun that's one. That's a good add. one. Yeah, you can definitely I'll you, credit can... you if you give me permission on credit. you. Okay. For. Yeah, definitely. So before we go, um, there's one last thing I'd like to do with you. And it's a little bit of a visualization. And so this is an opportunity for you to be in this in this flow. And so I just invite you to find a comfortable position for your body. If you'd like to close your eyes, you're welcome to. And we're just going to take a deep breath in and a long release through the exhale and start to imagine ourselves stepping inside of a time machine. And once you're in this time machine, it can look however you'd like. We're going to take a trip all the way back into the past and when you step out of this time machine the first person you see is your 16 year old self what do you say to jill have no fear mm. you are a gift just as you are be yourself have courage and curiosity and compassion and your world will be a lovely place. I love that. So we're going to take another deep breath in and as we release the exhale, stepping back into this time machine and now we're gonna go forward and we don't really know how far we're going to go all the way to the end. What do you want to be remembered for? Adding value in other people's lives. True value. Especially if it could be young girls. That would make me really happy to have courage and curiosity and compassion and to just go for it mm. and and to say that i did that that i helped i helped pave that path that would be freaking awesome yeah yes taking another breath in and coming back into the present moment and as you exhale slowly beginning to blink open your eyes and the last thing i have for you is I'm working with this Oracle deck and it's really fun and lighthearted. It's one of my favorites. And so I'd like you to just pick a number between one and 52. 10. 10. Okay. <laughs> and I have no idea. Like that's not even my favorite number. That's it's okay. It's, just, it's, the, it's the one that came today. 
So the card for number 10, oh, my little background is shading it out. It says over your shoulder, over your shoulder. And the little message that comes with it says those recurring patterns in your life, throw them overboard. Whoever said those who cannot remember the past are condemned to repeat it was full of <laughs> you only repeat patterns when you continue to stare at them. You get hypnotized and then you act them out. Take one last look back. And if you must, say sayonara for good. Sayonara. Oh, I love that. <laughs> this is awesome. Thank you so much, Jill. Before we go, I want you to let my listeners know how they can learn more about Club Change, where they can find out more information, and maybe even some ways to connect with you. Well, I do have a website. It is jilltheory.com, J-I-L-L-T-H-I-R-Y.com. And I lead clubs every month. The next club starts on Sunday, October 3rd. The next club after that starts Wednesday, November 3rd. They're essentially Sunday and Wednesday nights. And um, they all start with a set your intention class, which people can do with no obligation, or they can sign up for the whole eight-week club right at the outset. And um, there is a fee for that, but it is very accessible because it's important to me to be accessible to everyone. And then they'll see that I lead chant classes and some free yoga classes along the way, which are just practices that I love sharing. And so that's the best way to do it. I, I, since we were so focused on club change, I would really invite everyone to join my next Set Your Intentions class. Mm -hmm. for free on October 3rd and it's at 5 30 okay. Pacific time or if they can't do Sunday nights to do Wednesday November 3rd at 5 30 Pacific time okay that sounds awesome yes everyone who's listening to this you'll have time but when this airs you'll still have time to register and put it on your calendar so <laughs> I really encourage you to sign up this was such a great experience a great exercise I have so many things I'm thinking about one of the other words that I wrote down was sing so when you mentioned singing and chanting I was like oh yes okay this is exciting I'm like there's so many things I could do and it's um it's just it's it's nice to know that there's a new way for me personally to think about change and to embrace it and to know that it doesn't have to be this big overwhelming thing. It doesn't have to be a have to, you know, it can, it's a get to, it's an invitation, it's a gift. So you give me so many things to think about, Jill. I just want to say thank you again for saying yes to being a guest on my podcast. I appreciate you so much. I have loved being a guest and getting to know you, Kishan, and I'm so proud and honored to be part of your path. So thank you for inviting me and thank you for sharing this time. Awesome. Thanks. Peace, Jill. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <clears throat> it's time to wrap this up. And I just want to say very sincerely, thank you. You have your choice of thousands of different podcasts that you could be listening to each day. And I appreciate you for choosing this to be one of them. Right now in this moment, I see the light. I see the love, the wisdom, the beauty, the prosperity, the creativity, and the pure joy that shines within each of you. And I bow humbly before your divinity. Namaste. Namaste.